Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. I'm so glad you've joined me once again for the for this show. What do we do on this show? I tell you about uh, what it's like to own, to operate, acquire, and grow e-commerce brands uh, through the lens of 4x400, the holding company that I lead. And uh, this week on the show, I'm going to just get right into it. I'm going to give you my earliest immediate reactions to the rollout of iOS 14.5. It's just happening this week. Facebook ads is different than it's been before. I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing right now, and we'll, we'll stay on this uh, in the next couple of weeks from there for sure. But I'm going to give you the first real time right away, super quick automatic reactions to this major change to Facebook advertising. Uh, theoretically major, major change. I'll tell you what I think. All right. So I think this is going to be a fairly quick episode. I just didn't think there was um, anything else I could reasonably talk about this week uh, in, in our business, because this is definitely the number one thing on our minds. Um, the reality is, um, you know, this the iOS 14.5 change is a huge deal. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I'm not going to explain it because I think probably the vast majority of you do. The reality is that most of us have been have been looking towards this moment for a while where we knew that iOS 14.5 was coming. It was going to change how uh, privacy and, and tracking went for uh, your Facebook ads dashboard. And, and, uh, and so now it's happening. It's rolling out this week. I'll tell you for me, one thing that, um, that th this has meant very practically has been that I have really resisted adding lots of costs to our OPEX uh, for a while at 4 x because I just want to see what was going to happen here. Um, and over these next couple of weeks, I'm going to be watching closely because Facebook ads, let's be real, is the major, overwhelming major source of customer acquisition across all of our brands. And so, um, it's the area that we came into this whole pursuit for over hundred being sort of best at is the, is the, the sort of what I might call a, our carrying tool. It's not the entirely, it's not the entire thing. If you're a sports fan, maybe a baseball fan, you've heard the idea of a carrying tool. The idea is, is if you're a prospect coming up, it, what's the one thing that you're like great at? Um, it, you know, even if you're not good at everything, is there one tool you have, like maybe you throw super hard, that's your carrying tool that while you round out the rest of your skills, there's this one thing that kind of carries you. So, um, Facebook ads has been our carrying tool. And, uh, and so it's a huge port. It's a huge issue for us. So I'm going to tell you a, me a few immediate reactions right away to what's happening in real time for me. First, I am considering, uh, very much all of my, um, bottom funnel, dependent revenue, demand capture type advertising. Uh, I've I talked about this a lot uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, but just wanted to hit this idea that uh, I know that one thing I really need to do, this is a general principle, but I, I'm, I'm just realizing I need to button this up, is to get my team together and make sure that we are capturing every bit of demand we generate. If this is going to get harder to acquire customers profitably, and one of the best things I can do to serve my businesses is make it so that every click is worth more by capturing demand across every possible place. That's meant um, building out dynamic display remarketing on my uh, display ads, like Google display ad stuff, um, YouTube remarketing, getting that starting to get dialed in. If you've gone to any of our sites recently, you might be getting attacked with remarketing ads on, on, on YouTube. I'm, I'm, I do not apologize. They work. Um, and you know, immediately seeing good signs on some of that stuff. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch more of that stuff. Thinking about mid and bottom funnel, you know, automations, email capture, really trying to make sure that we're on top of, this is, this is an easy thing to let slide by, but like people build um, email capture pop-ups and then they never analyze the results or try to optimize them and split test them and do any of the kind of things to do to capture more email addresses. But capturing more email addresses means making more money um, after the first click comes. And that's really, really important. Uh, so, so just owned audiences generate revenue. I've been thinking a lot about organic social uh, and, and the place that that plays. So just trying to, gr- to grab all of these things. Maybe at some point I'll go through this all in more detail, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of on a, I'm becoming a little obsessed with this right now because it's, it just seems clear to me that, that, own, that really buttoning up the rest of the total marketing mix for our brands matters. It matters a lot, and it's going to make every dollar we spend more effective, even if iOS 14 makes it harder to manage, 14.5, or or to uh, to measure, excuse me. So that's one thing I'm doing. Another thing I'm doing is really starting to consider um, that I have maybe neglected other customer acquisition channels, and so I'm thinking a lot about influencer seeding, uh, including with the Kinship guys, who I had Cody Whittick on here a long time ago talking about um, some efforts we were making there. Um, and, and I'm considering uh, a few, a few other things like that, um, where I I really want to make sure that I'm thinking, uh, kinship, go check those guys out by the way, K K Y N S H I P kinship, um, go check out kinship and and see what their influencer seeding and content generation, um, product is as an agency. It's, it's really smart. It's really smart. And I think, uh, for me, it's definitely a consideration that I have is, what am I doing to get my product into the hands of more people just sort of in the internet world, like in the internet, uh, you know, on social, on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like I don't really care wherever you have an audience, blogs, anything. Um, and just thinking more about being better about leveraging those channels. And, um, this is one of the beauties of constraints. When you face a constraint, it forces you to behave a certain way and to get creative constraints, generate creativity. Um, and I, I, I love that. So I, I kind of expected myself to react that way, actually, that, um, that when, when there was a new constraint that, that it would, that I would probably think a little bit differently. And I wondered what would happen. It's kind of hard to anticipate too much what I would do, but, um, but I knew that that was going to happen to me, that somehow more problems needing to get solved meant that I would go try and solve those problems better. So, um, so yeah, so I'm thinking about those kinds of things a lot, uh, about, how do I generate customer, how do I um, create more customer acquisition and, and create more value out of the customers that I already have as we do this? But having said all of that, okay, so far, a couple days in, and I'll tell you, I'm recording this on Wednesday. We're hoping to turn it around pretty quickly now, uh, Thursday or Friday to get released. And we really purposefully, um, the because the, the team that um, edits and, and all that and posts, um, this podcast uh, is, is wanting to do right by you, dear listener. Um, they they said, yeah, we can do a super quick turnaround on this one so that we can get sort of the most information we possibly can before releasing it about how iOS 14.5 is affecting things. And the reality is so far, um, I just caught that I say the reality is all the time. Probably you guys already knew that if you're listeners, but I'm flagging that now. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and stop doing that. It's a weird thing about solo podcasting. You find these ticks. All right, anyway, um, What's happened so far is uh, that it, it hasn't been that crazy. Um, so far, here's what I am seeing. What I'm seeing is that uh, Facebook ads looks different, first of all. We knew this was coming. Uh, we knew that we would move from 
click-based attribution models where click-only attribution models uh, where you have uh, one seven and 28 day click time windows with delayed attribution. You could measure the value of all this traffic that would move in Facebook ads to um, less clear attribution. And, and so far, that's really the effect. So far, the effect is I'm a little less clear about what value my ads are generating. Now, that is a very different problem than the idea that my ads are actually generating less value. Less clarity and measurement is different than less effectiveness. Even, yeah, very different, in fact. Very, very different. And so there's a couple things I'm doing right away uh, to try to solve the clarity problem to some degree, okay? The first is I'm paying a lot less attention to ROAS and a lot more attention to MER. So uh, marketing efficiency ratio, just the... You know, what, again, I've talked about this before, but blended ROAS, the idea of total revenue uh, divided by total ad spend. Because our businesses are fairly simple, um, we, could, we could use this as a, as a good way to, to figure out the effectiveness of our ads. And then what I'm doing to go a layer deeper than that is I'm not only looking at total revenue against total ad spend, but really I'm looking at new customer revenue as its own, very closely as its own metric to pay attention to. Uh, because if, as Facebook is telling me in the ad platform that, hey, we might be missing some conversions, it's going to be harder, you're not going to be able to see delayed attribution very clearly, and as you uh, can't see delayed attribution very clearly, um, and we might be missing some conversions, um, here's your ROAS, kind of, uh, and we're also modeling some of this, so using statistical modeling to, to give you a sense of where you're at. Like, as all of that happens... And that's that's what if you open up your Facebook Ads Manager, that's what you're seeing as well as as well as I am, I'm sure. Um, as you see that, uh, the simple check, and this is the thing, like the simple check on whether or not your ads are working, if it is how is your new t new customer revenue doing relative to what the ROAS that the, that the platform is reporting is. Now that's actually something that you should already be in the habit of doing realistically. If if you can just pay close attention to that metric. It allows you to actually get outside of the realm of being reliant on um, somebody selling you a product to tell you how their product is doing, which is what Facebook is doing otherwise. That, you know, ROAS is Facebook's own metric, um, telling you how, how good of a job they're, they're doing or not. And so you should always be a little skeptical of that anyway. And you should always, of course, be paying attention to... Um, to your actual revenue against your ad spend. Now, I, I don't find Facebook's attribution, especially if you if you really lean heavily on a click model, is um, majorly problematic. You know, you might have some concerns about how view attribution has worked in the past, but that's gone now. And now you just have to look at spend against reported re revenue. And um, and what I'll tell you is that for us, because we really are um, making certain that we are using Facebook ads very specifically for customer acquisition. We really don't spend any money on past customers. That's past customers are profit centers for us. We really don't want to be um, reliant on pa on advertising to get past customers to buy again. You know, there's exceptions and, and all that. But on, on the whole, um, the metric I'm really looking at is to go into Shopify, go into my reports and look at first time customer revenue versus returning customer revenue. It's just it's just a very helpful check on this. So immediately I'm finding that I'm doing that. Every day when I'm looking at my 
brand's performance from the day before, if I really want to see what's happening, I am looking at those metrics. First-time customer revenue, returning customer revenue, uh, of course, combined, that's total revenue, and then MER against that, while also looking at the reported ROAS and trying to just get my bearings on what this new reporting looks like. So far, again, not a problem. And I am optimistic. I am optimistic that in the long run, this should be okay in that respect. Uh, and, and here's why. What's not happening here, what's not happening here is that anybody is necessarily using Facebook or Instagram less, which means the available ad inventory is the same. In fact, if people care at all about privacy, and I suggest that perhaps they don't, um, but uh, if they do, and if this ad tracking issue is actually a real concern for why some people are using it, it's pot or for how people are using the platform, it's possible that if users feel like they have more privacy on the platform, that they will use the platform more and therefore create more uh, inventory on the supply side. Uh, and that uh, if demand holds constant and if it's harder to measure the effectiveness of my ads, perhaps that will even depress demand because it will, be, it will create friction. It will create a higher barrier to entry. Uh, for new advertisers. And just by by paying attention and listen, solutions are going to come out over time for sure from the Facebook side, from other places about how best to manage this. So um, agencies will figure this out. There's too many people who have too much money to make by figuring out how to help you measure the effectiveness of your ads for, for nobody to come up with a solution here. So long run, there will be measurement solutions just like there is for TV now, right? Like measuring effectiveness of ads, like I mean, it used to be way harder and people did it. <laughs> so even as there's like some privacy concerns here, I think you're going to find that um, there's going to be measurement solutions that come into, come into play here. Um, I'm sure there already are some. So in any case, if you can be better at measuring than other people, uh, and, uh, and maybe there is even an increase in supply, and I wouldn't, don't, like, don't, that's a pretty optimistic view. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not banking on this. Uh, it's possible that the actual effectiveness of the ads doesn't get hit too hard here. And as Taylor Holiday has pointed out elsewhere in some of the CTC's con con uh, content, um, you know, only some, of course, users are um, uh, of Facebook and Instagram are using iOS. And then of uh, those users, they, they have to update. And then of those users, they actually could still opt into tracking. And so, this is not like 100% of your traffic is at risk here. Though I expect over time more privacy concerns to continue to rise uh, and for this kind of thing to be somewhat of the new normal. Um, so yeah, so all that to say, as long as the inventory on the supply side is the same or even increased, then for me as an ad buyer on the demand side of the equation, it's possible that it's, it's really not an overwhelming problem as long as I have a sense of the effectiveness of my ads. Now this could be more of a challenge if this gets harder to measure at the individual ad and campaign level. Uh, that, that might be challenging and we'll see. So far, I'm not necessarily seeing that. But even there, whatever measurement I have access to in Facebook ads at least should give me some directional information, right? Like, like I have 13 campaigns currently running in my Bamboo Earth account. Um, I can at least compare them to one another. And assuming they're all using the same measurement system, uh, if one of them is outperforming another one, even if even if they're both missing some conversions, theoretically they're both missing, especially as sample sizes grow, they're both missing conversions theoretically at the same rate. And therefore I have a directional sense of like which ads are performing better than others. And, and there you go. The problem really, and the thing that I think 
anyone should be more concerned about here is the possibility that because of the lack of tracking that Facebook's algorithm will be worse at optimizing content and therefore you'll run more ads to people who are not interested in clicking and buying on and etc. cetera. Um, so that will be the real challenge. To that I say, among other things, this is where being able to ca capture demand in multiple places. For example, you already couldn't see the effectiveness of your Facebook ads on your Amazon revenue. But we know it's happening. We know. I can just show you broadly directionally, again, how much Slick's Amazon revenue has grown over time. Wouldn't you know it? Just as its online regular website revenue has grown. Huh. That's shocking. Right? Like, it's not shocking. And so so being, so being already there's going to be gaps in that information. Um, and as long as there is basic effectiveness, then people will keep spending there. So, so far, all this to say, so far... Those are the things that are on my mind, even though the house has not yet collapsed. We will let you know. In the next couple of weeks, I will be obviously tracking this very closely to see if there are any overwhelming massive problems. Right now, it comes down to maintaining the fundamentals. What's happening with your revenue? Are you creating great advertising as best as you possibly can in terms of um, you know, engaging content, clear content, making you know, strong value with a good product, good website, good automations, like all of those basic things that are sort of um, core everyday work of running an e-commerce business. Um, if you're maintaining all those things so far, the world is not uh, has not imploded. Um, we will see. We will see. But so far, that's where my mind is at. That's how I'm thinking about it. And I hope things are also uh, going well with you. So that's good news, right? Uh, you know, could be a lot worse. I mean, could have come on here and just could have been like, well... Everything is broken and and advertising doesn't work anymore and here we are, but not so. So um, uh, at the end of the day, there are people who are buying products and they're using Instagram and Facebook and uh, you can reach them there and that's how Instagram and Facebook make money and there you go. So um, so we'll see. We'll see if this gets a lot worse, but for now, that's where we're at. Um, thanks so much for listening. As always, if you have thoughts, if you're seeing anything different, I would love to hear about it. Email me podcast at 400com reach out to me on twitter at andrew j ferris um and uh, as always i so especially appreciate it if you'll share this with somebody who's not listened to it before if it's some help to them um as always also if you want to reach out to me with any topics you'd like to see covered i'm, I'm always paying attention to what you've got and uh, i've done a couple of those so there you go uh in the meantime hope you have a great week and i uh, hope all is well with you with your business and family and life and all that good stuff thanks for listening